This is Just a Few Questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Justin Kaufman. Justin Kaufman has been a media professional for over 25 years, working in radio, television, print, and digital. Welcome to the show, Justin Kaufman. Mark, it's a pleasure, man. Great to talk to you. Man, I'm so tickled here to have you here. Let's go right into it. Let's dig right in. Justin Kaufman, how has the media business changed in 25 years, and how has it changed you? Great question. Well, I started in 19, geez, whoa, uh, date myself here, 1994. And when I started at WBEZ, which is a public radio station in Chicago, uh, there were no computers. <laughs> so <laughs> the, all we had was one word processor that was uh, in one office that had a printer. So we had to do all of our research for segments through the newspapers. I was like, I was working for Richard Steele, who was the host of Talk of the City, and I would have to cut out the articles of, in the newspaper and then glue them or tape them onto a piece of paper for him to take home to read, uh, to prep for the next day. I was a producer. So you had all that kind of stuff where just, just internally, the idea of producing a talk show or a newscast or whatever it might be was really rough. I mean, it was tough to do when you had to, when you didn't have the, you know, the aid of email or, uh, you know, any sort of even, even more than one printer. And that always was really difficult. And looking back on it, I don't think at the time we thought it was difficult, but it was, it was a whole thing. And then on top of, we would tape segments and I would have to edit it on reel to reel tape, quarter inch tape. And I, I have the skill that a lot of your young listeners would not understand, wouldn't even know what it is. So essentially when we started, you would actually cut tape. I mean, literally, you take a razor blade to a piece of quarter-inch tape, and then take a, a little like band-aid, and and re and and cut it and paste it back together. It was, and and you know, there's so many Mary Gaffney, who was our audio supervisor at WBC for years. You walk into her studio, and it would be like almost like a curtain because she would like hang up pieces of tape and and uh, and like a little post-it note. And what it was, and you'd almost like a curtain to go into her office. Like you had to like spread the curtain to get to her because there was so much quarter inch tape. So that's just the start of it. That that made just the idea of producing any sort of media tough. But as times changed, I mean, technology's changed and it, and it caught up. And so let's you know talk more about the editorial. You know, as as media has changed over 25 years, it's just been a lot of competition. So no longer are you the only voice in town or, or, or even content to be the only voice in town. There's so many different people who have, you know, uh, been entrepreneurs and gotten to the business, whether you're talking about a corporation or you're talking about an individual. And that has changed in the game that, you know, there used to be uh, a real competition to break news, to be first, uh, to be the comprehensive point on that. And now it's worse than ever. I mean, now it's just 24-7 and people are, are constantly watching uh, their beats and trying to develop sources and be first in line. And sometimes it takes away from the bottom line of making sure that your listeners or your readers or whatever it might be uh, are, you know, are informed because it becomes more of a race instead of just, you know, making sure that it's comprehensive. So that's something that has changed in the business. And I think overall, I've also noticed that you know, in 25 years of covering Chicago, specifically in Chicago, you know, I haven't done anything outside of this market. You recognize it's the same stories over and over. Uh, and what it is, is I think that the media landscape has gotten much better in the last 
five to 10 years of telling those same stories from different points of view. So if you have a story on housing or a story on violence or a story on uh, inequity in any form, when I first started out, uh, you would see news in Chicago go to the same people over and over and over to tell that story. And now I think you're getting different voices from different communities that may have different insight, uh, how it affects them, how it, how uh, one person who lives on the northwest side might look differently than someone who lives on the southeast side. And, and that's the kind of stuff that I think the just on the fact that over a quarter century, you've got, you know, you kind of get bored telling the same story. <laughs> so it's uh, good that uh, I think the media and the media outlets have diversified and are telling the story from different points of view. I think that that's probably been the best thing about Chicago media. You're starting to see even the newscast, even the 10 o'clock newscasts are doing a better job of, of telling the stories uh, from different uh, communities as opposed to the same people over and over and over. So I think that has changed. I think it's evolved. I think that, you know, you, those are those are positives. I think the negatives are, man, you know, it's hard to make money in the business. So I think that a lot of media companies have, have cut back. Uh, we've seen some, some really, we're really proud to have a lot of these companies owned and operated by Chicago entities, and they're not anymore. Uh, it comes to mind the Chicago Tribune is owned by uh, a hedge fund. Uh, you look at uh, WGN TV and radios owned by an outfit out of Dallas, out of Texas. Uh, you know, you start to go down the list and you realize that, you know, even the 10 o'clock news channels are not owned by any companies in Chicago. And, and I think that plays a role at a certain point where, you know, that institutional knowledge goes when the employees leave as opposed to ownership being from Chicago and understanding. I, I, I think that that's something that, you know, uh, we lose. It's a negative uh, as more and more companies, you know, get into the game that aren't from here. Now, I work for a company now, Axios, which is not from here. They're from Washington, D.C., and Axios is a news uh, outfit that uh, has done great work in terms of, uh, you know, on, on a national stage, and they're getting into the local news uh, area right now. And to be honest, they're doing a great job. And, and they're in 25 different markets across the country. But I would say in Chicago, you know, they chose – the route was to hire Monica Ang and myself who've done this work for 25 years. She's done it longer than I have. And that helps because now they're getting that kind of uh, institutional knowledge from the reporters as opposed to the institution. So I think that that's what we're going to see is more of Chicago stories being preserved by the people who've covered them. And I think that, you know, moving forward in the next 25 years, if you put all that together, the positives of, of being more diverse and, Hopefully, retaining some institutional knowledge about the city we live in will be a, pl a positive, and we'll see better results from the media uh, in time to come. Yeah, before I end this podcast, Justin Coffin and talking about Chicago, let's talk about job security and your job security, anybody's job security, because, you know, you did, yeah. we did 20 years at BZ, about five years at GN, WGN, back at WBZ, now Axios. So what about the job security of anybody in business, including Justin Kaufman, as you move yeah, from your rough. 40s to your 50s? <laughs> it's rough. You know, I, I you didn't think much about job security. When, you know, I started at WBZ when I was 19. I wasn't thinking about job security at all. And, and BEZ is, you know, BEZ is one of those places where you take less money and, you know, you have a little bit more security because they're not as cutthroat about their bottom lines because it is a non-for-profit at the end of the day. But when I went to WGN, it's an eye-opener, you know. When you go to WGN, the, the pressure is on to perform. 
And, you know, in my case, what happened at WGN, because I would, I would have stayed at WGN for the rest of my life. I, I enjoyed the, the employees and I enjoyed the management and everything. And then they sold it. <laughs> they sold it to a, like I said, to Nexstar out of Texas. And they came in with a different agenda and a different style and uh, different management. And they wanted to cost cut. And they started, you know, I think the lineup that we were on in 2016, maybe. Uh, and just think about that six, five, six years, and they're all gone. Like nobody who had a talk show in 2016 is still on the station. John Williams, I think, is the, the last of the uh, of the remaining hosts on that well, that's lineup. The ra- that's the radio, radio business, you know. Yeah, that's the radio business. And you get it. And, and you know, so... There's a, it's not a, it's not a great industry to be in when you're in radio at that point, because when you're at the point of being a host, you, you do, you are open, uh, and vulnerable to the whims of the industry, the trends, the style, you know, people might want to change formats or, or they might want to get more out of a certain day part. So you're never really comfortable and you're never really, uh, secure. But that's the payoff there. You know, the trade-off in that business is that you get paid more. So when you go, that's the trade-off. And I knew that going in there, that I'll get more money to go be a host at WGN than a producer at WBEZ, but I also have to recognize that it's not going to be forever. And so you kind of have to, you know, I I think about it like, the way I see it is, you know, I've, I've done some writing and comedy in my time. And a lot of my friends who are writers on television shows and, and things, and they don't have job security like uh, you and I might they you know work on a successful sitcom for three years right that's a successful they've had three seasons right something think about a, a show that you're watching right now on Hulu or CBS or whatever and you're like oh that went for four or five years that was a great show well think about the writer they had four or five years of job security that's it and they have to move on to the next job so and actors are the same way if you are uh, you know if you work if you're a successful actor and you get out a movie and you get paid to, to be in a, a movie that, you know, is going to be a summer blockbuster, you shoot that movie for three months <laughs> and then you're unemployed again. And that's something that that industry, you just kind of have a perspective around it as opposed to, you know, uh, thinking about it as a nine to five. So in radio, it's a little closer to, I think, the world of Hollywood where you just have to recognize that not every job is forever. Uh, and Axios is a, is a print job. It's a little different in the sense that you're a reporter and, you know, a lot of, it's a startup and it's, it's still, you know, within, I think it's uh, less than five years of, uh, of existence and, and, you know, it's a, it's a commercial operation. So it's not something that is protected against, you know, the whims of, of trends and all the things we just talked about mergers and takeovers and new management, things like that. But the same idea, I mean, you, you, you work and you try to be as confident and secure as you can in the moment, knowing that the good work you do now is the calling card for what could be next. Well, Justin Kaufman, I've listened to you on the radio for 25 years. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 hey, Thanks, buddy. I, that's why I'm tickled to have you on the show. Let's close out this conversation, uh, this podcast, talking about Chicago, because on WGN especially, you were a real cheerleader for Chicago. And yeah. so h- how do you think, uh, you know, I know you're not a politician, but how should the business community, political, political, religious, uh, the residents, how, should, how are we going to stop this crime? Because this is a cold weather city that, where people don't have to live here. You know, some people go in the Sunbelt when I was a kid. So that's the Sunbelt going to continue to grow. So how are we going to end this crime to make this town viable? Yeah, More and, viable. You, and I, you and I have been here for a long time and, and you recognize that. And that, that's the one thing I always tell people from the outside, too, is I'm like, and, and then, like I mentioned earlier on, I mean, you're talking about 
same stories over and over. When I was starting at WBEZ in 1994, that was a particularly terrible year for gun violence and crime. <laughs> you think about the, the 90s were terrible. You watch, I was watching the, you know, a couple of years ago, they had the uh, documentary on Benji Wilson from, uh, I think it was Simeon, you know, just about being shot, uh, the, the great basketball player at Simeon in 1984. You know, I mean, there, there has been a, a gun violence problem in Chicago for decades. And you hope that our politicians and our leaders can recognize that it's systemic and it's not something that uh, is po political. Meaning you don't want to see politicians do things to juice the numbers one way or the other uh, just for their own political gain and not thinking about the future or the long-term effect. And you also, you have to be somewhat suspect of the people who are in government or who are our leaders, whether the police or, or community organizers, to be not seeing results after, what, 50 plus years of this kind of stuff. And so I don't, I don't know the answer. I, I don't. And, it, and you're definitely right. I mean, it's a, it is something that is, is scarring our reputation in the way that, you know, more and more people are thinking of Chicago as, as, you know, the wild, wild west when it comes to gun violence and, and to, you know, uh, violent crime. I, I don't have the answer. I, I, I think it, I think the best results are when the economy is strong in Chicago neighborhoods when you have opportunities for people to uh, feel safe and, and connected and to recognize that they have a, an outlet that, you know, could, could support their family and things like that. I think that that's where the answer is. I don't think the answer is in more police. I think that that, you know, uh, force, force begets force, if that makes sense. And I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to it because if I did, I would be preaching it every night or every well, day on the radio. I, well, I think I do. I'm kind of delusional. I think I do. Yeah, have yeah. The, I do have the answer. But I could talk to Justin Justin Coffin forever. But we what's can't. What's the answer? What's the, what's your answer? Well, one, the, one it's, it's complicated. But one answer is to get to know people across the town or across different neighborhoods because I have never. Our paths have never crossed. You know, in person, but I've been hearing you forever, and I got you on the phone. And this is how you, this is how you get to. Some people yeah. feel like, let's say, I live far south side, right? So some people, depending on who you are, economic condition, you feel like all you know is a few blocks. You don't know the yeah. northwest side. You don't know the southeast yeah. side. You don't know, you know, people like Justin. You know, you're still Justin Kaufman. You don't cross paths. So some people right. feel like, hey, this is how it is. So I, I was have no. I don't want to steal the show. I can talk about taking the boy out to no, I, and going to right. taking the kid out of, to back to your home, your home area, McHenry County, and see what happens. But the, that's <laughs> exactly. a long, that's a whole nother show. It's well, Mark, it's, it's interesting. I think you're right. I think that that's the one thing about being in media. And I think media does, I hope they do a pretty good job, but to recognize how big and massive Chicago is and how you have to understand. Like the one thing I always say to, to people who ask about Chicago is I'm like, I'm learning about it every single day. There's, even though I've, I've spent my entire life in media, you know, covering Chicago, there are still parts that I'm just like, you know, I need to know more about that area, you know, spending time in Belmont Cragen or uh, spending times in Mount Greenwood or, you know, uh, you know, the southeast side. And, well, and a lot of those neighborhoods are different than they were 20, no, 20 30 years yeah. ago. You know, these yeah, you're absolutely right. You're you're absolutely right. And, and uh, that's all Chicago, right? It evolves and it changes. So you can't have a understanding of what you think of, you know, uh, uh, 87th and commercial because you were there 15 years ago. I mean, it, there, there's, 
it all changes. And it's important in the job to get out. I mean, the pandemic messes things up in the way that, you know, I think that I was enjoying my time at WGN because we were getting out of the studio and going to different neighborhoods and, and really trying. And I know Axios, that's a huge thing. But, you know, because the pandemic shut it down and, and a lot of people are, are not doing exactly what you said, like trying to reach out to people or meet people because of, you know, uh, uh, the seriousness of a virus, it, it does change people's perceptions of, of neighborhoods they don't go to because they don't go. They're not going to go there. There's another excuse not to go. No, there. no. And but, I think but the, the, more the, the, the pandemic's the, o- pandemic's over, you know, so let's let's yeah, right. let's get out there and, and meet each other. I don't know yeah. when our paths are going to cross in person, but at some point they will, because I know what you yeah. look like, you know, and so I was like, I will stop you. And I think that's how you make a better Chicago, better world by, I yeah, mean, I like don't, we don't have to be best buds. I mean, you know, I just get to no, know, no, no. get to know people and say, wow, these people on the other side of town across five miles from here, they're just human beings just like me. Yeah. That's so, a great idea. I mean, Chicago is one of the negatives of Chicago because it's a big city is people stay themselves. I mean, you, you know it all. The people you can live in the same apartment building as somebody else and never see your neighbors, and you do that's on purpose. Well, I'm one of those. So people. I'm one, right. I'm one of those people that hide in the house and do a podcast in the basement. Okay, but Justin <laughs> Kaufman, I could, I could, I can, I can talk forever. I can't think enough to be a guest on just a few questions. But give if if uh, if a young person happens to listen to this podcast, somebody in college or high school, close out the podcast with a little advice for the youngins. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to be in this business, you have to. You, I think you have to think about your perspective. I mean, I, I don't think that this business is for somebody who's looking for thirty years and a pension, right? Uh, it, you really, not, I don't even think young people know what a pension is. <laughs> but the, uh, I think at the end of the day, you have to think about yourself as a brand and know that you'll have different shops that you work at, and think about it like uh, some of the some of the other industries, like I mentioned, Hollywood is a great example where writers and and comedians and and uh, you know, directors and and people who who create art have already come to understand, which is nothing is forever, and you have to keep moving and, and keep uh, addressing and cultivating your own personal brand.